Hey gang, well this is well overdue. Um, I finally got, at least here in stateside, I actually got a return to the cycle, uh, circle undone, cycle, circle undone. So hooray, finally, now I'm just going to be waiting just as long for Titans Mad Shadow for Marvel Champions, because that too is also delayed, So, which is weird because uh, the individual you know, uh, hero packs are going to be on schedule, but not the deluxe campaign. Oh, well, I wait. I'm a patient man, so... But I'm going to review the player cards, and um, I'm going to make another podcast, and we'll talk about... or not a podcast, but another episode of talking about the tarot cards um, and looking through there, because some of these cards will play into the tarots, which is gives you a nice little bit of a flavor um to your existing games so but we're going to review the player cards and i just pulled them fresh out of the pack and we're going to review the first one together because i really haven't looked at spoilers other than what F- uh, ffg has put out on their website which is very far and few in between but i do have them in hand so we're going to go to guardians guardians get two new cards the first card is this is a tarot card and i have a good feeling a lot of these are going to be tarot cards um, with the, uh, you know, the tarot card slot, that is. All right, this is the Star 17th. You have been chosen. It's a three-cost asset. It'll give you, uh, you have to pay three XPs for it. It is tarot traded. It does take the tarot, uh, slot. Each asset you control with the health gets plus one health. Each asset you control gets plus one sanity. When this game begins, if Star 17 is in your opening hand, put it into play. So, really off the bat, I'm already thinking, like, this is great for those that are running very, very heavy on allies. But, um, also that, you know, you know, I was thinking with Tommy Muldoon, because he, he's got the teddy bear, and he's got the leather coat, and this stuff here. And they're all assets, so it's a nice big buff. I do like this card. I mean, uh, I mean, just for the stat line and stuff like that. It, 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 you definitely need a build for this, and you just can't throw this willy-nilly. So, if you're loaded with these quality assets that can do some of the health and sanity soak then this card is for you. So, no, you're not a bad pick. And, and I think it's priced just right. Next, we have the Hallowed Mirror. And they only give you the one card because it's permitted. You already have the Soothing, soothing Melody in play. So, this is a two-cost asset. It takes the uh, accessory slot. Three XPs to put it into your um, uh, deck. Uh, you can pitch this for two willpower. It's item, relic, occult, and blessed traded. You can only have one per deck. And as a react, when you play a copy of Soothing Melody, either change the two on it to three or shuffle it into your deck instead of discarding it. Hmm. And then everything else is, no- is normal. When it comes into play, search your bonded cards for three copies of Soothing Melody and add one to your hand and then shuffle the other two in your deck. Uh... To me, this card is a sorting nightmare. So if you're actually sorting cards and stuff like that, it, this is going to make your hair pull out, you know. But you know what I've been doing with this card is um, for the soothing melody, I just put it behind the hollowed mirror. But now they don't give you extra copies of the soothing melody, and they're going to sit with the the zero XP. So eh, okay, but I I do like it. It gives you three, but uh, I think you're going to get a lot more value on this. Um, by shuffling it back in your deck instead of discarding it, so uh, I do like it. I mean, if you if you're rocking the hollowed mirror, this this definitely is a a good upgrade. 
So I, I definitely dig this one too. So all in all, I mean, they're not both of the guardian cards didn't overly wow me, but they'll they'll definitely see play for sure. We are moving on to the seekers. This is a tarot card, and the seeker has the world. It's like in their hand. It's actually the world twenty one. The journey is complete. It's a three cost asset, three XPs to put it in your deck. It's tarot traded. It does take the tarot slot. And Zappy Boy, if you have eight or more cards in your hand, exhaust it to draw one card. And when the game begins, if the World 21 is in your open hand, put it into play. Um, I'm already thinking Harvey Walters. And honestly, a couple of the spoilers that I read for the uh, Arctic Expedition at the Edge of the World. Um, yeah, there's going to be some ridiculous on, on, on hand sizes and stuff like that. So Harvey for sure. Anything outside that, I uh, I mean, Seekers do tend to get a lot you know, of cards in their hand. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. But I, I'm just thinking this is just straight up like a Harvey card for sure. I mean, just to get more cards in your hand. But I can see value. Mandy Thompson, too, could have this. Um, and just, to, just to have a draw card, you know, aspect to it. But... Uh, yeah, this is this is a Harvey card all the way to me in my mind. Next one is the Occult Lexicon. That's a two cost asset, three XPs to put it into your deck. You can pitch this for plus two intelligence. It gives you plus, it's an item, tome, and occult traded. It does take up a hand slot. Limit one per deck. And as a react, when you play a copy of Blood Rites, either change two on it to three or shuffle it instead of discarding it. Now for the Alex, uh, the Alexicon. Uh, for the Blood Rites, I really haven't played this card way too much. So, give me a second here. I'm going to take a look. Because I really haven't played this one. Um, let me flip through the old binder of Seekers here. There it is. So, Blood Rite. Yeah, I play I play the uh, Hollow Mirror way more than the Occult. So it's uh, zero cost event. You get to draw two cards, discard up to two cards from your hand, and for each card, thusly, oh, I love it when they put the words thusly, thusly discarded. You may either gain one resource or spend a resource to deal one damage to an enemy in your location. Yeah, that's a nice little snide way of doing a little bit of damage. Okay. So, so instead of two cards, you're drawing three cards. Instead of two cards, you can discard up to three cards. Okay. You know, I might actually have to start playing with that card. Um, but I play solo a lot, so I don't know. I mean, but yeah, that, that that's a cool card. I think it's what I think the hand slots kind of scares me off because usually seekers tend to get tied up in books and stuff like that. Okay, we're on the rogues. All right. Their tower card is the Knight of Swords. Charge ever onward. Uh, three cost assets. Three XPs to put it in your deck. Uh, it does take the tarot slot. And it is tarot traded. React. When you succeed at a skill test, you may get plus one skill value for this test. You may discard the Knight of Swords to get a plus three inside. Huh. Okay. And then, just like if it, if it enters in your hand at the very beginning, um, put it into play. Well, I think this card is awesome. If you get it directly in your hand, you don't have to pay the three for it. Um, but it gives you a nice little static. Well, it says succeed. 
when you would succeed at a skill test, you get plus one skill for it. This is for like overkill if you're trying to, to push it out. All right, so if you are playing with those cards that this is, if you succeed by one or two, this one, I could see the value in this now. So you definitely could play this um, with certain particular firearms that require to give you an additional success to do either damage or anything like that. So I definitely see it now. And I don't know why you would get the plus three for you know, after you, because you would have to succeed the skill test. So it's got to be money related or something like that. You know, get more resources. So that's the only thing I can think of. But definitely the plus one value for it is really, really good. If you're playing with those items. I, again, this is not like an automatic requirement every single time. It's just those items and gear that you're playing with to give you that bump. Um, so when you actually, or skill tests, skill test too, to give you that bump to get you the, the residual effects from it. Well connected. Now I do like well connected. I for some odd reason I just love playing this card. I don't think it's the best card in the world, but it, it just feels like a very, very roguey card. So we have an upgraded version of well connected. It's a two-cost asset, three XP. So you can pitch this for an intelligence and agility. It's condition traded. You can have it one per investigator. Zappy Boy, exhaust well connected. You get plus one skill for this value test for every four resources you have. Spend two resources and you can ready it. So that's the big difference there. They didn't have the ready yet. So you just exhaust it and you get plus one skill for every four resources you have. As a matter of fact, it's probably five off the top of my head. So, I mean, I definitely rock this card a lot with Jenny Barnes because she's just a money machine. But I could see this easily, you know, with maybe a Preston deck, you know, with, a, with sheer money on hand. Uh, but more so, I think this definitely hones in on Jenny Barnes for sure because of all the cash that she can possibly get. We are on to Seekers. All right, Seekers. Uh, their tarot card is the Hydrophant 5, or the 5th. Your true master awaits. It is tarot traded. It does take the accessory slot. It's a 3-cost asset. Uh, 3 XP to put one in your deck. Um, what this does is gives you an additional arcane slot. All right. Yeah, they could. I've always had a bind with 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 the. This is. Uh, it's just another nice way of actually getting you know to hold another spell or something like that in your arsenal. And then your arcane slots can be used to hold cards that take up accessory slots and vice versa. Ooh, so it switches. So you can have two accessories or three spells. That's pretty nifty. And when the game begins, um, if it's in your opening hand, you can put it into play. Wow. Yeah, they do have quite a bit on the accessory slot, so I like that. It's a very toolboxy card. That's a really cool card. I would definitely play this one, too. Neat. Yeah, it's straight up just a toolbox card, depending what you have. But uh, I would say more so, I would definitely use it over the arcane slot because I always, always have to have that critical decision of pitching certain you know arcane spells and stuff like that from out. Sign Magic. It's a three cost asset, three XPs to put one into play, or to put one in your deck. One willpower, one intelligence. It's ritual and talent traded. It takes one hand slot. It's fast. You have one additional arcane slot, which can only be used to hold a spell or ritual asset. And as react, after you activate a uh, action ability on a spell or ritual asset, exhaust this. Then activate an ability on a different spell or ritual asset you control without paying this cost. Okay, so I like fast. Fast is always good because it doesn't take up an action to play this bad boy. 
I don't know how often you would be able to chain off that last <laughs> that last bit there. So you can fire off two spells. Usually with me, it's just one. But the cool thing about it is if you actually get this card in the right situation, depending on what you have on the, on the board, um, to get a free spell or ritual asset and fire it off without spending an action on it uh, is awesome. I mean, it really is awesome. Again, I, it's not as toolboxy as like the, the the tarot card here, so this I think this is very situational. Um, but you know, even if you're really not using that ability, it is giving you an, an additional arcane slot. But I think there's others that are cheaper um, for that spell ritual asset. I think one costs like two. I can think off. The top. I don't know what that card is off the top of my head, but but yeah, I mean, what I think what you're really going after besides the fast, which is awesome. Um, is that, is that second ability. So you can rapid fire your spells or rituals off. Alright, we're moving on to rogues. Rogues, their tarot cards, the Nine of Rods. Every trial, a lesson. Uh, like everything else, it's tarot traded. It takes up the, the tarot slot. Three cost asset, three XP's put it into play. As a react, when you draw a non-weakness encounter card, exhaust nine of rods. Cancel all of that card's effects and shuffle in an encounter deck. Then draw another card from the top of the encounter deck. Wow. It, you know, the only thing that stinks about it is you still got to draw another again. But you know what, though? If you pull, like, Ancient Eels off where it just completely wipes out a turn or there's, like, a, a you know, uh, an encounter card that just completely wrecks you... Um, I, I'm not opposed to saying no to it and saying just draw another one off. Eh. It, this this is such a a survivor card for sure. It just feels like that, but it, it's got that nuance like a, a mystic would, where you can just say no. But it, it does say no, but you gotta draw another card. And again, just like all the other tarot's, uh, if you draw this in your opening hand, you get to put it into play for free. All right, trial by fire. It's a two-cost event, three XPs. You can pitch this for two wild pips. Spirit traded. Fast. Play only during your turn. Until the end of your turn, set the base value of each of your skills to five, or the base value of one of your skills to seven. Woo! I do like the fives. I mean, fives are all good down the board. You know, because I'm thinking like, you know, uh, Calvin can definitely love this card, you know. For sure, it would need that, you know. But I would think that that would be early on, maybe mid late game. He's already ramped up, anyways, depending on how much damage he's taken. So I mean, but yeah, I mean, I I, I like this card too. It's well priced. XP's it's not out of the ordinary for sure. We're setting everything to five. Eh, okay, we're on some basics. We have some basic goodies. We got the Moon Pendant. It takes an accessory slot. It's item and charm traded. It's two cost asset. Two XP's put one in your deck. Uh, item and charm... Oh, I did say that. Okay. You have one additional tarot slot. And then for each weakness, non-weakness tarot asset in your hand, or committed to a skill test, it gains uh, two wild pips. Huh. I mean, well, if you're going to go heavy on, on playing tarots, I mean, if you're doing a lot of splash action, you know, with colors, sure, but I don't know. I mean, this one, I mean, how how often are you going to throw your tarot cards away? I mean, I, unless you're doing like a super tarot build, I, I 
This one just, just doesn't wow me. No, it doesn't wow me. I think this one's just going to fail on me. I mean, unless you're you're playing, you know, a jank deck with just tarot cards to see if see what sticks to the wall, sure. Uh, yeah, I'm not loving this one. I'm really not. I think this one's like, eh. Because, I mean, it makes what? You're going to have four tarot cards that could make them unexpected courages? Sure. Hmm. Oh, well. <laughs> I think out of all the ones, I think that one's probably going to be the dud for me. All right. The Fool. Zero. It's a three-cost asset. Does take the tarot slot. Uh, tarot traded, of course. Three XP's put one in your deck. When you play a card, exhaust the Fool. Zero. And reduce that card cost by one. And when the game begins, if the Fool Zero is in the opening hand, put it into play. Ooh, this is uh, just like a Marvel. This is... Uh, oh, what is it? The Avengers Tower, where you can reduce an Avenger cost by one, or the Quinn Carrier. Quinn, is it Quinn Carrier? Yeah, I think it's the Quinn Carrier. That reduces the next card you have by one. There's there's play on this. So maybe if I look back at that Moon Pendant, because now you do have some basic tarot that you're going to play with. Man, that's that's a, that's a lot of jankery going <laughs> to go on with these tarots. I don't know. But uh, I, I, I do see the value in this one, too, man. If you're running a very heavy deck, I mean, Guardians would definitely love this one out there but you got to think too you're already putting three xps in it you have to pay three unless it's in your hand in the opening which is great um but you know i'm thinking on the other side i mean how often is that going to happen uh not very so with this i mean you're gonna have to pay three and then you got to get at least four turns in on this just to make this thing work to see a benefit out of it but uh yeah, I mean, I can see it. It's definitely not a late game card for sure, because I would definitely be pitching this. I mean, you got to get this card right out the red, right in the open to, to get the value out of it. All right, observed. Okay, so observed. This is all about the tarot. Okay, so the tarot cards themselves. So you get this big fat of actual look and this gorgeous artwork. I actually thought about picking up another box just so I can frame the cards because the, those cards are just awesome. It's just something. I actually dig that artwork. That artwork is just awesome looking for me. I mean, it just feels... I just love it. It just feels right at home for that for that entire campaign. It's just awesome. So, the Observed is a four-cost permanent asset. Limit one per investigator. Before setting up each game, draw three random cards from the tarot deck and choose one. Place the card chosen in front of you in the upright position. Each other investigator ignores its effects. Shuffle the rest back into the tarot deck. So, in another podcast, or I keep saying podcast, in another episode, I'm going to review all the tarot cards. So, we'll actually spin that off there, and I'll give you the ones that I love the most. I'll probably give you a top five. So, there's 22 cards. And in the tarot cards, they actually give you one side that gives you a positive effect in the game for everyone, and one gives you a negative effect. And think of it like, you know, when we're doing like the chaos, uh, the bit where you change the game just a little bit and tweak it out. You know, Elder Sign did it similar with Grave Consequences, where it, it just changes up the game a little bit. It gives you a little bit of a variance. Um, the benefits that I saw, some, some of them were really good. But then you flip it the card over and some of them were really, really bad. I mean, really, really, really bad. So, but Observe is just tailored to that benefit for that investigator and that investigator alone, not for everyone else. So, 
But I'll review that in the next episode. All right. Now we got some weaknesses. Of course, you're going to have some new weaknesses. And the first one is called Damned. Oh, some ominous looking bells. It's in this artwork here. But uh, Damned is a basic weakness, curse, omen, and it's permanent. So this is just coming right out. And before setting up each game, draw a random card from the tarot deck. Place it in front of you in its reverse <laughs> positions. And each other investigator nourishes effects. Ow, man. That's bad. It's really, really bad. Because I read some of those tarot cards, and some of those are really, really bad. So, oh, man, I wouldn't like this. Imagine having a damn Calvin on this one, and then gives you, like, minus one to all your skill values. Boy, are you hosed. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. All right, we do have another last one, weakness card. And this one is a tarot. It's the Devil 15, your Shadow Hungers. Omen, Tarot Traded, does take up the Tarot slot. It's a three-cost asset. You cannot play assets other than the Devil 15 while it is in your hand. If Devil 15 is drawn in your opening hand during your setup, you cannot replace it. It must stay in your opening hand. Mm. It's it's not bad. I mean, it, it's just forcing you to pay up front. And then once it's in play, you're done. It's over. So... Not as bad as Damned, I think, in my mind. I think this one is not too bad. But it does eat up three. But other than that, it's one and done, and you don't have to worry about it. What's even worse is, though, I mean, you don't get to play for free. You just, it, it just stays, it goes in your opening hand, so you're still going to pay for it. So, and that, and that sucks. They give you two of them. So, there's two for that. All right, that will do it for uh, Return to the Circle Undone Player Cards. In my next one, I'll review all the tarot cards, and I'll give you my top five for the positives. And I'll give you the worst five for the negatives. But uh, that should do it. I will talk to you later, gang. Have Enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll holler at you later.